For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Three Terrible Gamers Podcast. This is episode 68, and I'm here with Colin. Hey guys. Alright, we'll go through last week's last topic, and then we'll get into this week's. Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo 64 games have been re- released. Uh, yeah, uh, Harvest Moon 64, which I think we talked about one here before. Uh, Snowboard 1080, which laid the path down for SSX snowboarding games. Good game. And then uh, Jet Force Gemini got released. Yep. They were released on December 8th, so you, if you have Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack, you can play those as of seven days ago, a week. So if you didn't know about it, now you do. Uh, that's really all we can say about that. So we'll move on to this week's topics. Um, the day before has been removed from Steam. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> it made it a measly four days after launch on Steam, and the day before developer, uh, that really messes with people with dy- dyslexia here. Uh, I don't know if it's fantastic yeah. or fantastic, yeah. whatever. I'm gonna call it fantastic because you know that's what my dyslexia is telling me to say. <laughs> Even it's f n t a s t i c. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, announced the game was a failure financially, and no more updates would be released for the early access title. They said that it lacked the funds to continue and was closing. The studio then wiped its YouTube channel, deleting all official uploads of the day before gameplay trailers. Its CEO has disappeared from social media, and the game itself has been pulled from sale on Steam. The game's publisher, Mytona, said on social media that it wasn't... It's... Working with Valve to provide refunds. Well, at least they didn't blame the gaming community for it. Basically, it was a big scam. Um, they made the trailers look really good, and then they released a half 
made game and got money from it basically is what it is it's just a big scam and it's a shame because <clears throat> people are really looking forward to this game according to the trailers but it ended up being a big scam and they said that it failed financially when the day one released it was over 30,000 people playing the game and there were a lot of people had this game in their wish list you know, they were going to buy it in the future so it, it didn't actually do that bad from a no-name developer having 30,000 on the first day so I don't see how it failed financially unless their expectations were way way too high so I mean I think it was just a scam that's just what it was still literally a week it would be Christmas time so that's a whole nother thing they could have had financially too was people right. getting it for Christmas that's why people are saying like it's just they needed to release it get people to buy it and then just shut it down and keep the money is what they were trying to do but um the article I have here says Steam last Thursday the studio behind post-apocalyptic open world MMO survival game the day before launched the game that had become Steam's most wish-listed title based on a splashy reveal trailer on Monday, the studio said it was shutting down and that no more updates will be released for the day before. Developer Fantastic announced its closure on X in a statement that read, The day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. Like I said, it's just a big scam. They were just looking for a easy cash grab, basically. It sucks, but there's people like that out there i mean just rip people off for their benefit yeah and i mean i'm sure a lot of people will probably sue them over it too oh i'm sure and steam they do have a pretty decent refund policy especially if you try a game out i think it's for two hours or less and you don't like it they'll give you all your money back so if you bought the game and you haven't even played it yet or if you've played it for less than two hours then you can get your money back and steam's not stupid either like they They'll get their money back. Oh, yeah. It just sucks to see that people do that to gamers. I mean, people are greedy. That's just what it is. I mean, it's been like that for since humans were, you know, created. So that's right. Move on. Nintendo comments on Zelda's future. Uh, yeah, they broke it down, not really too extensively, surprisingly enough, they was still kind of hush-hush with it, but the main point of it was they basically said there's going to be no more Switch titles to come to the Switch, so it's all going to be focused on the Switch 2 in the future is what it is, so, I mean, we know for at least another year we're not getting these old titles. <laughs> Yeah, new ones at least, I guess. I mean, shoot, they didn't really even hit on even remakes or remasters either. No, but you know how Nintendo is with their wording. Especially they've been translated from Japanese to English. But, uh, yes, it says in a new game in former interview series producer Eiji Aonuma, made it fairly clear that whatever form the next game takes, it's unlikely to be a direct follow-up to Tears of the Kingdom. We heard earlier 
that Nintendo currently has no plans to create any form of DLC for Tears of the Kingdom, as they did with its predecessor, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So he talked about a few things um, in this interview, which you mentioned in this. There's not going to be a sequel to a sequel, so there's not going to be a sequel to Tears of the Kingdom. He's just going to leave it at that. They're going to move on from this Hyrule. Yes, the next game is going to be an open world Zelda game, but they're wanting to make a different Hyrule, different, you know, story. Which is fine, I guess, as long as it's good, and I'm sure it will be being a Zelda game. But what the other thing that I really want to talk about in this interview was he's basically saying that there's not going to be more, there's no plans as of right now to go back to the traditional Zelda formula where you go to a dungeon, get a dungeon item, use that dungeon item to defeat the boss and go on to the next one, you know, the linear path of Zelda. Do you think they'll ever go back to that Zelda formula? Uh, I couldn't imagine so. I mean, I know we're calling the original type style was a linear play, but in reality it is, it's always been an open world game for the most part, even though it's, you know, still linear based, but, you know, compared to like a Mario game or any other platform, it's definitely an open world. It's definitely more broad, right. But now where you have your option and, you know, for the most part, I mean, I'm not saying you can go straight. I mean, you can go straight to Ganon. You can go straight to both games if you want. Both games if you want, but you know it's a definitely the non-traditional route. I mean, I personally like it better because it's like, okay, I can go do this, I can go do that. There ain't nothing holding me here, and I mean, that's if they'd done it to an extent, that would be cool, I guess. But at the same time, you would still need to do stuff a certain way at that point, and then it would you know, limited to you to what you can visit, like, especially dungeon-wise to do it, but focusing on more than just four dungeons, can both games only have four dungeons, technically. I mean, I guess technically Tears of the Kingdom have five if you count the Sphere Temple, Yeah, but... And even those, though, they weren't even traditional dungeons. Like, you don't get a dungeon item, you know. So... It's just rooms and then figure out where you're going right like a maze a dungeon right and i think that's what i miss i mean i i love birth of the wild and Tears of kingdom both great games both my top 10 of all time games you know favorite so but i do miss the traditional dungeons like i wouldn't mind having the hook shot back or something you know like a traditional dungeon item from the older games, like having a hook shot in Tears of Kingdom, you know, that'd be cool. Do you really need it with all of the abilities? Probably not, but it'd still be nice to have the option. You can get a boomerang. They do have that. It doesn't work the same as it does in the other games, but... So... Obviously, the big Zelda games, they're going to be done with traditional Zelda... I mean, traditional formula. They're just going to be 3D open world. That's fine. But I'd still like them to bring back the traditional dungeons in some way even if they don't have dungeon items like a hookshot or whatever just an actual dungeon would be nice have different rooms have different keys 
they just feel different in Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild. But I think eventually it'd be smart for Nintendo to release a 3D open world Zelda game, then release a remaster or a remake. Because it takes, it took what, six years for Tears of the Kingdom after Breath of the Wild to come out. So within that six years, they could do a remake and then they could do, say, a new 2D top-down traditional Zelda game within that six years. So we're not getting just two remakes. Because basically between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, we got Link's Awakening remake and we got Skyward Sword remaster HD. So instead of doing two remasters or two remakes, we could do a remake and then traditional 2D top-down Zelda, which would what I would like to see. But or they could focus on a you know the new 3D title like they've been doing with Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, and then in between the six years, make a new 2D Zelda in general. Right, that would be cool. Yeah, that... just whatever in between so basically what while we're waiting on that new 3d just bring out a new 2d top down with a linear zelda at that point while we're waiting on that new 3d so nintendo has to have enough employees to be able to make that possible yeah i mean they could have the dedicated like agent al Numa and all them work on the 3d the big zelda game and then i mean they've released they've Grezzo has remade Ocarina of Time for the 3DS. They remade Majora's Mask and they made A Link Between Worlds. So Grezzo, they could bring them back to get a top-down Zelda game while the other actual Zelda team is working on the big 3D Zelda game. Or even have, since we mentioned, like Capcom and stuff's helping. Capcom or even Bandai and Namco where they're having an internal Nintendo studio now. They could have them work on it or something. Exactly. So it's not like, I mean, exactly what I just said. It's not like they have lack of people to do this stuff with. Yeah. And as of right now, knock on wood, so to say, Nintendo hasn't uh, laid anybody off. So they still have a ton of studios internally that could work on a 2D Zelda game while the Zelda team is working on a 3D, the next big 3D Zelda game. And I'd still like to see some remakes and remasters too, like like see when Wake and Twilight Princess get a Switch port, like we've been rumored for the past five years. I still think it will come by the end of the Switch's life cycle because it's been rumored to be done for the past five years. So I think they're just waiting for the hype of Tears of the Kingdom maybe die down. Maybe we'll get it next year. Maybe we won't. I don't know. But I think well, we will. We're so get close. Since it's less than a year away, I say that it'll be. It'll. I say that will be released titles. You think so? With, uh, I think so, yeah. I'll go that far because if we've been getting it rumored for five years and this is going to go for the six-year formula because next year is going to be six years that it's been rumored. Yeah. So therefore, it would make sense to just go ahead and do it that way. Okay. So Colin's that saying way. those will be launch titles. I say Metro Prime 4 will be a launch title and then it'll be released on both systems too. Because I've said that for a while. (laughs) And then I think where the rumored open world Mario, 3D Mario game, I think it'll be a launch total too. But we'll just have to see. But Oh yeah. Definitely not going to be a 2D Mario now. No. 
Anyway, uh, kind of got off on that, but I would like to see 2D top-down Zelda come back eventually. But anyway, Microsoft's Game Pass ad viewing plan. Uh, yeah, I think this is kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft Gaming CFO Tim Stewart recently described how in the future you may be able to view ads to gain access to Xbox Game Pass. Recent Xbox Series X and S console code strings we've seen seem collaborate these ideas with the ability to earn 15-minute blocks of Xbox Game Pass access in exchange for watching ads. So... Basically, you watch an ad for whatever set amount of time. It's you know not like a YouTube situation where you can skip it after so many probably seconds. like thirty seconds or something. I don't even know if it would be. I say it would be longer than that. I would say they would do like a one or a three minute ad for Maybe. fifteen minutes. Where you know, obviously, I say each ad would probably be thirty seconds, but you know there would be like a minute to three minute time slot where you actually have to sit down and watch, which. I know this is kind of a stretch because it technically wasn't advertisement based, but that reminds me of like playing older games on the Nintendo, like with the Wii on Smash Brothers Brawl and going back and able to play older games for like 15 minutes. And oh, like, like demos, kind of. Kinda... Yeah, like demo style, which obviously if you occur enough ads or whatever, and if you've got time throughout your day just to watch ads to get so many you know could you think a good gaming session would be about two to three hours i mean that i think that's a pretty reasonable gaming session yeah you sit down and you watch in this case 15 minutes of ads and then if you got like i said even if it was like the three minute thing that'd be an hour and 15 minutes yeah hour and 15 minutes of gameplay so you know or if it's a minute, but whatever. Not a bad trade-off. For free. Yeah, not a bad. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be... I don't know. I mean, I know it's possible, but I don't know if they would like do it mainly around Xbox games, Game Pass, you know. It'd be Game Pass, I'm sure. That's basically... I mean, that's what it is. For like, Game I can't Pass. say it'd be like, a, like trying to advertise alcohol or whatever. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, the ads that you mean relatable I mean, it's probably gonna be youtube ads something gaming related and like new releases or something or i mean people may just you know, i'm sure people will reach out to pay them to put whatever in but we'll just oh, yeah. see i'm sure it'll be gaming related though that makes sense and um, i mean that way xbox still gets their money too and they're able to help people out but can't necessarily afford the game pass fees right yeah so uh it says microsoft is reportedly planning to bring an ad supported free tier for xbox game pass according to a report by the verge microsoft gaming cfo tim stewart hinted that the company might soon introduce a new tier on its xbox cloud gaming service that supports ads for markets that are not console first so it may not even release in the U.S. So what it means by markets that are not console first, it says gives, for example, what he quoted for models like Africa or India or Southeast Asia. 
maybe places that aren't console first you can say hey do you want to watch 30 seconds of an ad and then get two hours of game streaming and it says microsoft currently offers free cloud streaming for fortnite that only requires a microsoft account there's no information regarding the availability of gaming titles for this upcoming ad tier so you won't get all of access to all the game pass games just select few but like i said it may because a lot of people even in the u.s but other countries the xbox isn't a big thing so they don't have the xbox console or whatever they just have cell phones or whatever so they could get this on their cell phone and instead of paying 16 dollars a month for game pass they could just watch a couple ads and then play for their games or whatever i think it'd be good i think it'd be good for it to come everywhere not just places that aren't console first because not everybody in the u.s has an xbox console or I mean, almost everybody has a cell phone nowadays. I mean, it's just what it is. So it'd be smart for it to come all over the world, not just in those specific regions. But maybe they just name those specific regions to test it. I don't know. But it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, that's a good market to try it in if that's what it is. Because you think they are the odd one out in moat in the at least there are two main competitors in the nintendo and sony mm-hmm. being both jack based right and then you see microsoft is american based so i mean they're definitely the odd one out for the most common theme in video games in the first place so to test it out in other areas ever been where your main console is sold makes sense right What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
Right, we'll move on. Uh, we've talked about this. Seems like a lot on this. I thought we've already confirmed this, but here it is again, officially. Again, E3 officially comes to an end. Well, last time it was more prediction opposed to an actual thing. Yeah, it was pretty much wrote on the wall at that point, though. Yeah, it's very well obvious, but it's they announced it according to eFreeze website. The event is canceled once and for all. The iconic video game convention announced many of the greatest games for numerous generations. After more than 20 years of being an important part of the video game industry, the show is officially closing its doors. At previous events, many of the biggest developers and publishers within gaming showcased the previewed upcoming titles. Sadly, a few consecutive years of downturns and uncontrollable events saw the plug finally pulled on E3. Uh, I think that another thing that didn't really help us is the Game Awards in this situation i know they've been pretty much running along side by side because i know the game awards have been around for about 20 years now too yeah uh but granted you don't see i mean obviously at the expos for e3 so obviously you they had like game cabins and stuff you could play at but typically they would still do the main part would be still showing trailers and stuff for upcoming games and everything else, which is what the Game Awards do now. Yeah. This is pretty much just the... E3 was pretty much just a physical embodiment of the Game Awards, opposed to actually going there and getting awards and stuff that was just showing upcoming titles. But now, like I said, with the Game Awards being as big as it is, it's just pretty much one big old thing, but you just lose your game cabinets for going there and playing stuff like that uh that's why i think it's kind of like a downhill i mean it's been a downhill thing but like i said the game awards have definitely not helped the e3 but it don't matter now because now it's just the game awards that you're going to have to go through or the actual company themselves or going to release stuff we mentioned before as well yeah the rig game awards but um I mean, it's sad to see. I mean, I like E3, and there's been a ton, obviously, of great games and consoles released at E3. But what done it in, really, is the year of the pandemic. You know, obviously, they couldn't have it, so all three companies just had their own shows, like the Nintendo Direct, uh, Sony State of Play, and then Xbox Showcase. They just realized, hey, it's cheaper for us to do it ourselves instead of having to go to E3, set up different props and make videos and stuff like that and wait their turn because it's like a three or four day thing they got to sit through and, you know, that got to show up every day and everything. But anyway, they just seen it was cheap. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't even have to be there for their direct. They just stream it on their YouTube or whatever, whenever. And, you know, they set a release. Usually they announce it the day before and just have it the day after that and usually 10 o'clock Eastern time. So it's much simpler and cheaper on the companies to just have their own shows. And I mean, it sucks because I like D3, but it's just how the world is. Internet-based. It's just cheaper and easier to do it remotely instead of in person. Yep. 
So E3 is no more, and it began in 1995. Almost three, well, three decades. It was two years short. Yep. 28. Yeah. We'll move on. Um, I want to skip a couple because I want to talk about this. That way we can talk about it today. Um, Zelda Link's Awakening DX PC port. <laughs> uh, yeah. The creator Link's Awakening DX HD uploaded a PC port of the 1998 Link's Awakening DX complete with HD visuals, 120 frames per second scrolling, and a widescreen support to itch.io but the game files were suspended following the copyright a copyright crime because Nintendo caught them and they're ninjas I mean we knew that was going to happen but the takedown notice was published on itch.io and is reproduced in full below I could you want me to read the whole entire email that Nintendo sent to them yeah you can I haven't seen it alright uh in the note but Nintendo sent email to this guy was uh, to whom it may concern I'm an authorized representative of Nintendo of America Inc. owner of the following copyrighted material Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening there's a bunch of different random numbers and stuff in here I'm not even going to get rid of because I don't turn those into words uh, Link's Awakening the Game Boy version it comes to our attention that the following game Link's Awakening dxhd.itch.io slash Link's Awakening DX offered on itch.io infringes the makes of unauthorized use of Nintendo's copyrights to the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening video game. For additional information, visit Nintendo's website URL, you know, going down, telling the websites. Please act expeditiously to remove the download information page for the infringe game. I have good faith and belief that the material is not authorized by the intellectual property owner, its agents, or law. The information provided to the notice is accurate, and I swear under the penalty of pre-jury, or perjury, my bad, not pre-jury, that I am authorized to make the complaint on behalf of the intellectual property owner. Sincerely, Nintendo Legal, Nintendo of America, Inc. I got Nintendo's address right here. Mm. Uh, I'll leave that out. (laughs) I don't want Nintendo address. That's right. It's not what we need. (laughs) But yeah, so... uh, The port drew attention because it lets players zoom out and get the complete view of... I can't even pronounce the island's name. Colantant Island? I'm way off that. Okay. With all the NPCs and enemies remaining active. So yeah, it's... Nintendo don't mess around. They don't. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. That's. I was kind of hoping to get this topic out there before it happened, but literally, while Colin was doing his notes, like, it happened. But, uh... Ashton had it from... 
couple days ago and it was when the port was still up and available which i think you still grabbed the port because i'm sure ashton barry to explain that but yeah whenever i've done it they had busted the guy yeah so uh what i'm about to read is from before they shut it down, but it says Game Boy Color Classic Link's Awakening DX now has an unofficial PC port after a developer released a cool-looking version of the game on itch.io. Its creator, simply known as Link's Awakening DX HD, built the PC port of 1998's Link's Awakening DX, adding HD visuals, 120 frames per second scrolling, and widescreen support. Perhaps the highlight, though, is that the PC port lets you zoom out, like Colin said, to get a complete view of Koholan Island as all the NPCs and enemies remain active. Which is really cool because... Colin, I'm sure you're aware, but those of you listening that aren't aware... Um, on the original Game Boy version, you have one screen. And then when you go to the edge, it like, scrolls over to another screen. Scrolls over, you know. But this, you can literally zoom out and see the entire screen, the entire map if you want. I mean, you can't really play it like that because you can't see Link very well. But you can see everything moving, all the enemies in the game, all the water. And, like, that's really cool. And But to actually play the game, it's seamless. Like, there's no screen transition at all. Like, you can just see Link walk wherever he wants all over the map. There's no screen transition whatsoever. 120 frames per second on a Game Boy game feels really, really good. It's really, really smooth. Um, but unfortunately, it has been taken down by Nintendo Ninjas. And, I mean, you can't get it from the official itch.io place, but if you search it online, I'm sure you can still find it because people's downloaded it. I'm sure people have it available to give out if they want to. I'm sure it'll be somewhere on Reddit. Because Reddit's a good place for that. So just search for it and you'd probably find it. But on the official website, it is down. Hopefully this guy doesn't quit. Um, I mean, I don't want him to get sued or anything. But I'd like for him to remake Oracle of Ages or Seasons in the same way for a PC port. So hopefully Nintendo don't scare him too bad. So he'll do that. Maybe he'll go by a different name. Instead of Link's Awakening 8 DXHD, he'll do... Oracle of Ages, Oracle Seasons HD or something. I don't know. But hopefully we'll get some other ports. But this is a really good port, and he doesn't get job on it. So I understand you can see the whole map in one zoomed-out thing if you want to, but how does that affect the dungeons? Uh, You can't see the dungeons because you have to go actually go inside of those. But you can see the whole, so you're seeing the whole overworld map. Yeah. Yep. Basically. Yep. You like, you can't see, in, you know, like inside of caves and stuff like that either. But on the outside, the whole map is active. Like you zoom out, everything's moving, all the enemies, all the fog, all the water. It, it's really cool. Good attention to detail. Oh, yeah. I can imagine so. But yeah, that's what threw me off. I'm just like, well, I was like, I'm assuming it's the overworld map and not the inside the dungeons because that would be kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the overworld, but still, it's really nice. And it's it has controller support and keyboard and mouse support. I used controller, but if you like keyboard and mouse and you can get a copy of it, you can use keyboard and mouse as well. We're not saying to do it, but uh, if you happen to come across it, and I'm not saying I have it, but I'm saying I've played it. 
I may not have it anymore, but I'm not saying I don't. But uh, that's all the time we got, guys. We appreciate you for watching or listening. You can always watch us live on Twitch and YouTube. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials, our TikTok, Discord, Instagram, Facebook. Um, buy our merch on Redbubble. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.